want to show with this guy, man. I'm kidding you, man. Shaggy the airhead. On the beat. What the fuck is wrong with this guy, man? I'm kidding you, man. What hell of a way to stop that? Yeah, for the first time ever, <laughs> we're gonna run it back and fucking ugh. Take that, two. Oh my god, that was embarrassing. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, uh, welcome to the car. I want to hear the end of that now. Oh no, well, too bad. It's gone forever. <laughs> my name is Mad Max. With me, as always, is the Reverend Television. Hey. Uh, we are doing the damn thing. Uh, today, we are discussing, and quite frankly. Based on the fucking conversation that preceded the microphone, who knows what directions we're going in today. But uh, the album we're discussing, or supposed to be discussing, is uh, Crack Tiles by Zug Island, which I gotta be honest, man, I forgot how much I fucking love this album, dude. Like, genuinely loved this album. Yeah, it's very good. You know, I, I downloaded most of it, so I didn't have a couple of the tracks. Right. The last simplicity. I never uh, had that. That might be the only song on the album. I only had the. Like, uh, uh, you know what I realized? On. It was that, the river, and one other one. Bro, that... I'm sorry. You want to know what simplicity is on some really, 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 really real shit? Simplicity is nothing more than another example of how Violent J is always going to try to put, or was back then, going to try to push his people on his projects. Yeah. Every time. Because think about it. They did rap throughout the album, sure. But when they started yeah, rapping, was that was basically for Juggalos only. It was a force. And that was one thing Which I... is a shame, because I gotta tell you, remove simplicity, aside from the, the skit after it, which is perfect. It's so funny, dude. I and, am you know, known by none and hated by many. Known by none and hated by many. Yo. Known by, by none by many! Yo, by uh, uh, half Wayne, the lies I tell are true. Wayne used to say that all the time. <laughs> shout out to Wayne the fan. And uh, I know, and I, shout out to I didn't get the reference because I never had that song. I always had, I had all the good songs. I'm not gonna lie. When I was yeah. listening to the album, I'm like, yeah. I had literally all the bangers. So whoever uploaded them, because again, younger juggalos back in the day, everything in the world wasn't at your fingertips. No, that's a big thing. Now you want to know what? Talking about online because I can't remember the the fucking timeline of it specifically. I can't remember which one happened first. But my two significant moments for um, Zug Island were hearing Prison Song online. For whatever reason, I think that was the single that they pushed the album with. That was one of the songs that I didn't have. Bio was the one that I think was even on ICP's website, I think. Like, I think, I, I think like, you might be right about that. That was the but one so, that, that hooked me. And then um, Cry. Holy shit, dude. Oh, yeah, no. Well, but so that's kind of what I'm saying. Like, once you go through this album and you really listen to it, there is, and granted, Mike P for sure, at this point, I think it's fair to say that he was the one who did the majority of the composition. Yeah. Like, I think that's probably fair to say. Yeah. But for Jay to come up with, even if he just came up with the lyrics and they helped him with the melody, yeah. which I don't even necessarily know if that's the case, but that the, the album is so varied and so good. It like if you take simplicity off of it, I genuinely don't understand how this album has not made the rounds in like like all rock circles. Basically, and that's yeah. what I thought about it too when I was listening to it. I was like, in an alternate timeline where the success of the label wasn't hinged on like complete reproach of these kind of acts, 
they could have toured with like Audio Slave and fucking been like probably a good show. You know I, what oh, I mean? Zug Island could have. Zug Island. That's I'm not ICP, motherfucker. I'm, I'm talking about, about we're talking about Zug Island. No, we're talking about Zug Island. That is correct. Yes, they would have if they if they were. But the problem is that in that alt rock I scene, think might have been crazy. I. You think, dude? But like, I'm just pointing that yeah. out as far as the longevity of the band. But a lot of uh, rock no, and roll no, that's, that's uh, that's So I'm, so I'm just saying, like, if they had more of a. Bro, you uh, know what I just seen the other day? What? You remember Motown Ray? I, I forgot about Motown Ray. Razor Ray was a a cool dude who was around a lot in that like pre around bang. I'll call it the Bang Pow Boom. Tempest, Bang, right around, Oh, yeah, era. they played all the time. You know I've seen I mean? them like multiple they were, times. Yeah, they, were they were dope. Yeah. They were real good. Yeah. But so, number one, pretty sure the dude uh, who is in Motown Rage, uh, his father, is, he is the father of uh, Babytron. Really? I think I, I, think I, I think I read that somewhere. I heard that somewhere. But uh, the other part is that that's apparently why he quit the gathering. But uh, I just seen Motown Rage on the fucking flyer for Juggle, Ohio their name super small and i'm just like fucking for real after that long and they're gonna get bottom billing fuck man that's rough yeah that's hey relevance is a motherfucker yeah even in fucking kidding bro. it's still it's juggalo world but it's still you know hip-hop oh, rules sure. you know what well I no mean? and i like, listen i will tell you when i seen the juggalo ohio lineup and by and i'm not going to uh put anything i'm not gonna like put it on blast or you know be rude but I was happened to be I was made privy to some information about how they came up with the lineup and it may not all be that because obviously they have license to book whoever they'd like but I did see the uh, I did see an email like a, an artist who was possibly under consideration and I had seen not only just that but then went and looked up some other stuff about the people that were putting the show on I guess not chapter 17 and it uh you know checked out it, it was legit and so I just look at it where you, you see these shows you see them the, the lineups get announced and then it's always so easy to tell who got booked because they know somebody or they are actually relevant and people who pay yeah like because it's not even a secret that people pay. You know what I'm saying? That's not even what I'm fucking... We can openly say. I guarantee it. I don't know how much anybody paid. But guarantee people paid for it goes two way. It, go, it goes two show. ways. Like, if you don't have the relevance, but you might have the talent, there will be a fee. Oh, yeah. And there was a time... You know why I've changed a lot? Because the landscape changes. And no, that's like, true. We'll shift this to artist conversation, and you know, a lot of people listening to this might not even be aware that I'm a fucking rapper or was, uh, you know, that's, like that, 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 put it to you like this depending on which episodes they've listened to, that's not possible because we for sure have discussed it. But, like, you know, being in that world, starting to rap in the early 2000s, let me put the caveat on that, right, there yeah. was a time where, like, sheer skill and combined with a reasonable draw got you in front of oh, yeah. good crowds. Oh, yeah, for sure. And money wasn't really a factor. It was just like, you had, you had to have those two things, though. Oh, you yeah. had to have the skill, and then also, by however you managed it, some kind of people to sell these tickets to. And right. there wasn't, like, this huge demand of, like, a deposit and stuff like that. 
Oh yeah, no, they did. Listen, dude, not for nothing. Specifically at the Worcester Palladium, I'm talking about because there was a path back in the day. Right. Like I'm, I'm like back in the day. You would like you would get the Phoenix if you would get. It was a magazine that was for everybody listening. I remember the Phoenix. Yeah, for everybody listening, there used to be in Boston. There was like a local music magazine, right? And then it was really cool. Counterculture. There was like a sex section of it where you could get hookers and stuff. And in the very back, it was a club directory. And it, it, you would, you would basically that that's how you would reach out to clubs to book yourself. And there was like paths where you couldn't even. I forget which. It might have been the Middle East. They like asked when you hit them up, like, "Have you played the All Asia?" I want to say Tammany Hall was one of the clubs, and some other club. Like they would like grill you, like, "Where have you played?" Basically, like show your work kind of thing. Oh yeah. And absolutely. over time, because of how the music industry gener- has changed in general, now it's just money talks, and they don't they don't even really care because it's such a high risk that they just want to get their overhead met. Oh yeah, and, no, and there for is, sure. There is oh, no, 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 you that's know, one of like, the crazy things we look at actually how much it costs to put on shows. And well, you like, know now, man. After you like fucking yeah. well, I mean at the higher levels, like even on a, even, even on a local level, like yeah. the, like oh no, I, it's, I, oh yeah, it's ridiculous on all. Sides. I can speak having brought out national acts. It's very fucking. You you do it at a loss <laughs> the first couple times. Yeah, I think in a lot of cases, really, <laughs> with other and then see with us. See, one we, of the things my we, uh, we, we never were trying to become like a promotion company, so we only did it to get a hold in the scene. You know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah. some people end up segueing that into like their business model, and I understand that fully because <coughs> like that's like one of the only sustainable, consistent ways you can do that is kind of hinging your bets not on yourself but like other people's equity. Right. That's the music industry in general. So you have to be lucky if you're exposed to time periods like we were, where like there was a genuine A and R atmosphere in Psychopathic Records at right. the time. They really fortified, and who the who well, listen, that was not for nothing, but technically speaking, within the five-year range, I think it's fair to say that was the period of time where I ended up out here. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Fucking so, right, dude. And that's why I think like, that, that I think that absolutely I can't speaks wait. To what you're yes, that 100 percent, man. Like, and if like I only wish to older people, they're probably like fucking, you know, like the nerve endings tingling like I remember those days and then to younger people they're probably like damn I wish they're either thinking one or two things they're either thinking damn I wish I was there or they're in the throes of something that we're not even necessarily a part of and that's even cooler I'd rather have that happen funny story when I was on the Thuggalo show uh, oh, how did that go? It went well, man. They're cool dudes. They said that we uh, went like they usually only go for an hour, but we went for about two. Nice. Uh, two and change uh, because, they, you know, it's just getting real. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. The, 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 bro, this juggalo shit is so real to me. But fucking, they were talking about how in their case for um, chapter 17 that it is making them kind of like it's bringing them back like it makes them feel the magic again. 100 fucking thousand percent and that's my thing is that I personally don't get down with Ouija and the you know, you know what, it, you like know what it's like but oh yeah I'm just no but this is my point is that the fact that there are juggalos that are old schoolers because these guys are from the fucking 90s like us and these guys do like and I they're not alone I've met a lot of fucking people that are from way back that feel fucking Ouija like that and so at the end of the day 
whether or not I like it, it's something that I like am glad to see. I'm glad to well in the culture. I feel like I feel like if you're a real juggalo, then you're happy to see it. And I don't have children. I have nieces. But what it feels like to me is what like a kid is like living vicariously through your children. Because I'm not feeling. I'm not calling Ouija hotline numbers, but I see that connection right. that they have with right. an artist oh, yeah. that I loved oh, and yeah. lived for and still hinge my life on in so many ways. Oh, yeah. You know what I well, mean? Well, because that's what I had been saying about the fact that... And if you can't recognize that, then you've literally lost the thread. Maybe oh, no, take, take some time and self-reflect because, like, well, these yeah, kids aren't hurting you. They're only trying to help you this know what, shit man. stay alive. To me, it's one of these things where... I, I don't know if I had said it on the show here, but um, I was talking to these guys after the uh, the Ouija show and talking about how we we create the significance in the music by living it, by listening to it and making it significant in our lives. And that's the reason why we connect to it the way that we do and why it feels like these things are being said just to us or just for us or somehow are predicting or describing your life in a way that it just doesn't make logical sense you just feel that you know what I mean like I again for me personally I with Ouija shit that I've heard I've enjoyed some of it you know like I do get down on it but generally speaking for whatever reason his songs don't just have you know they just don't hit them the one thing I can say where it really resonated was uh, the three-headed monster stuff because then you're, you're really seeing and understanding and hopefully appreciating what's happening there. And we've already oh, well, probably yeah. captured... Oh, no, we for sure talked about on, that. Over this, Which, but... no, by the way, the fact that Esham is on Juggle Ohio is a perfect example of that because Esham is that humble motherfucker that's just like, yo, I'm just trying to roll through and play and, and you know, do my thing. And Esham is always going to have supporters in that crowd. Every fucking time. And you know what I'm saying? Like, any fucking juggalo crowd of any sort, Esham is going to be in there. And even if that wasn't always true, because I think in most cases it still would have been, it is for sure true now because of Three-Headed Monster. Because I refuse to believe that anybody that fucks with Ouija is going to listen to the Three-Headed Monster album, hear, hear Esham, and be like, ah, I don't know about him. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, I don't see that happening. Right. So, and this is also Ouija doing this at the peak, maybe not the peak of his popularity. I'm good. But I would say certainly. Right you know what now, I mean? Yeah. Like, it's definitely up. If it's not the peak, it's up there. He's sure. won the hearts of, like, I have a regular at the dispensary. He's 50 year old juggalo. Oh, shit. And, he, and he's one we talk about, uh, Davio Trill and Ouija. Darby's dope he, as fuck, dude. We've been over that a thousand times. And he's not, like, fucking jaded uh. at all. And that's why I'm really happy. And I, uh, I think what's being fortified is, you know, I had to look it up on my phone to see what, like, school of thought of mysticism. And it's cool because it's actually a Buddhist thought. Right. And it's called a tulpa. Have you ever heard of a tulpa? That does sound familiar, yeah. So it's basically, like, that, like, a community's, like, thought projection can manifest in reality. In so many terms, Freddy Krueger's a tulpa. You know what I'm saying? But, like, the Doc Carnival is the ultimate tulpa. You know what I mean? Like, we all, it's just tapestry of concepts, songs, people, that in the astral plane, we all can kind of see 
and feel yeah. in a very special, unique way, but we no, all share. And like to say that chapter 17 isn't perpetuating that, you kind of, you you're like Peter Pan, you forgot how to fly, motherfucker, you it's know right one, there. You, you know, want to like, know one song that Ouija did do where whether or not I loved it, it really did feel like a genuine Juggalo track was, oh. eh, fuck it, yeah. was, um, I don't remember what the song was, but in the skit, it was like, he had a hatchet and he just couldn't let go of it. And he was like, what, so you, you cut it, did you cut it off? Yeah, it just grows back. Like, it just, I remember hearing that shit and it was like, okay, no, all right, I'll fuck with that. Like, my thing with Ouija is that I really having, it sucks for me that I knew about him for Swagtube and was so fucking into Swagtube. Right, that, that when this happened, it created, first of all, there's a whole division of people that are still Swag 2 fans that, like, I'm pretty sure do not look upon Ouija particularly favorable. Favorite. Dude, you know what I'm you, do you want me to be perfectly candid about the situation? Because being a Northeast artist and knowing the same people and the circles and all that, like, we can speak to the real truth that, like, in music in general, yeah. you, like, have to sacrifice <coughs> family, friends, like, being a good person a lot. Being part of a gang slash cult, which, like, I literally... It was really Pat, because you've heard me, I say it online, like, yeah. the cult clown gang. I've been like, hearing and seeing that more now. Yo, it's been said. It's been starting to go around. We used around to say it at the us. gathering, but the first person who said it was P-Crack. Shout out to P-Crack uh, from OLC. But he would just go like this. Cult, cult, gang, gang. And then I took it to clown cult soda gang. You know what I mean? Like, because that's what it is. Because you have to, if you've been in it for long enough. Oh, yeah. There's gang aspects of it and there's cult aspects of oh, it. Yeah. And if you don't, if you ain't down with that, I got two words for you. Fucking two whoops, kid. You know, like fucking. Two wicked whoops. That's what it is, but like, I don't know. So, 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 but to, to be to be at the beacon of that, not to like cut you off, like, it's any comedian, it's anybody in the arts in general, and I can say it because I've sacrificed relationships myself. I do. You know, like, oh, come I know on you now. have too. You know, so like Shit. to get like, <sighs> I remember I watched a, a comedy st- uh, store documentary recently. And uh, Jim Carrey was talking about, like, being on work in the main room in the comedy store and how it's this, like, fucking beacon of, like, divinity. And, like, you either... No, you, no, you, you told me get, about that, that either I, you step into it and either you fucking get ascended into the fucking light or, or you, you burn up. Yeah, oh, so yeah. he's in that light right now, and we don't know how it's going to end. Because all we do know is this, being honest and knowing a little bit more than the Listen, I gotta tell you, from what I've seen, Ouija absolutely has that aspect of his music where, like, the last thing that he did was called Detritus, if I recall correctly. And then the new thing, I can't remember exactly what it said, what it was called, but it was, like, something itis or opus or whatever it was that it was, like, was following in that. And then... Did the same thing with there was trash fire, gutter water. Um, I can't remember the other two, but he definitely there is thought to it. That's another one of the reasons why I don't fucking stand for people trying to hate on chapter 17 outright. On like, there is absolutely major thought going into what he's doing. There is, I like, there could be a story, like an actual storyline. I don't know, I don't listen that deeply into it to know that, but I know 
that it is done with that level of attention to detail, with those kinds of things where you make things connect. You know what I'm saying? No, that's like, what it's all about, and it's no, a con- exactly. You know, like it creates the universe. It's world building. We've talked about that before, for sure. And that's excellent that they're carrying on that tradition Absolutely. and to bring it back to the Zug Island for the era. Which that, that was no, and that was one of the things that I was trying to say earlier was that Zug Island absolutely cracked tiles, and it sucks that it was only cracked tiles, because 333, I don't know that I even really want to listen to that again, but cracked tiles was so fucking good at creating that, like, uh, fly, uh, fly with me, or fly away, I can't remember what the Fly name away, was. and then dreams, dude, I oh, used to man. be, like, so I said it in another podcast, I would fucking drown my brain in fucking cough syrup and sit in a fucking dark room. Yeah, well, no, that was on go. the no, that was on the second Path from Outer Space 2 episode. You were walking upon the Emerald Sand. Yes. Yo, and I, I really, I really, with fucking Zug Island, I was I was right there too, you know? Like, Stay if you wish. Yo. Come fly with me. Yo. Everybody come. Oh. Man, bro, that's one of the, the, Sin had the best fucking, and it was great because it was post-90s, but it was still enough in the 2000s that it made sense. He had one of the best. That's what made me sad that it didn't stick. That he didn't stick around and that it didn't wasn't this consistent thing. He has an epic fucking voice. His voice is iconic, and it sucks that they didn't do more because this album is so fucking like. There's so many different examples of really good singing, and. But also that Doc Carnival magic. Oh, no, thing. absolutely. Like, that, again, like, just that visualization where, like, it just puts you in this You're place. You're fucking like, there, dude. Like, Prison Song? That was, bro, I swear to God, and I'll, I'll go into it later, but that song, fucking listening to it, I especially this whole album, when you really think about it, like, let's consider that what was Crack Tiles about? Not everybody knows the story, so we can, you know, just let them know. Uh, if you happen to not know the story of what Crack Tiles meant, was in the school that I see that Jay and Jumpsteady went to as kids. They apparently the the kids had a very mean game in the school where if you stepped on a cracked tile, you had to kiss a Bruce brother. And so you know that was so don't step on the cracked tiles. And so you know that's pretty fucked up. And so then they made this album. And I really never thought that much about it until listening to it again today. And I mean, maybe I had thought about it before, but this whole album is so much. I could only imagine what woman, what woman slash women inspired this album. Probably a slew of them. I don't know if it's a breakup album or if it's like just his, this is how I relate to women. Like... And especially, it's, I gotta tell you, it really is becoming crazy to me where it's like, if you see it every once in a while, it's like, all right, fine, you're trying to think that much of it. But holy fucking shit did they talk about fucking teenagers a lot back then. Yeah, that's all they did, man. Like, holy shit. Yeah. Like, talk, like, why do you have to point out that she's only 16? Why does that need to be part of it? Because it's the age of consent. <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess it is, isn't it? Well... And it's not even really supposed to work that way. Like, there's, there's fucking lines there. But the whole fun, the best part about it is that fucking, that, that, like, Hiroshima is predicated on the idea that you, a grown man, 
just got caught getting blown by a 16-year-old girl that lives across the street. You're going to jail, sir. Yeah. Like, holy shit. I think I, I think I've figured. I think, I think we've nailed the golden rule of murdering pedophiles in the Juggalo world. Yeah. As long as the if, if the girl can't be under 16. If she's over 16. Then it's okay. I, I guess so, man. I don't I'm know. not. Like, I'm being. I'm kidding when I say yeah, that. Yeah, I sure just fucking so, hope fucking, so. Just so we know. But um, if you look at the actual song content, it seems to be the case a lot. No, like a you lot. Know? Yeah, like a lot. And, a lot. Yeah, like holy shit. And 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 it, you know, it's also a rock and roll and like like even Be- Beastie Boys, um, fucking. Uh, when I get, play guitar, I'm Jimmy Page. The girlies I like are underage. That's on license to ill. You know, like that. They also well, talk, no, the, they they also talk about smoking dust constantly, too. Yeah, there was that. I, and by the way, I think that that's kind of the point, though, where, like, Joe Rogan was just talking about this the other day, where, like, dude, there are fucking tribes in New Papua New Guinea where part of the fucking manhood ritual is getting fucked in the butt. So, like... The world generally is fucking crazy, and we only, if you look at human history, stop doing that shit pretty recently. In so, parts of the world, uh, that yeah, shit still goes do. on. Yeah, yeah exactly. exactly. They like, still yeah. do in a lot of the world. Yeah. So, the whole idea here is that in the civilized world, we have come to realize that, oh, this has negative effects on children, that they grow up to be really upset. And really confused. And so, in the civilized world, we know not to do it. But in a lot of fucking other... Here's the other problem. And we talked about this before. When you deal with people that have been fucking sexualized early. Right. Like, that shit definitely has something to do with it. Like, and it doesn't... It's not necessarily a fucking excuse. But it definitely is going to help you understand why a lot of this shit takes place. But there's also a lot of hate towards women, like, you know, like, yeah. like black well, and, but his this album thing. goes back and forth on that, because, yes, I mean, in general, with, like, and this was, I'm talking, like, old ICP, like, and, and now I'm not even talking about Zog Island, I'm talking about ICP, but, like, yeah, but Zog Island is basically ICP, especially this real fucking year. album, yeah, you know, seriously. like, it really is the Joe Bruce rock oh, project, yeah. oh, a thousand percent, that's kind of what I mean, like, the fact that, they were, he was able to put something together that was like, he threw a little bit of fucking, uh, cause you wanna know what, I'm not gonna lie, the track with Shaggy rapping, because it's Zug Island, it fits, because that song what, really the is. small town song? Yeah, yeah, because the hook is so fire. Yeah. I think I like it here, okay, I'll stay. Uh, I think I like it here. Today. Oh my god. I like this album goes in so many different directions. And that's I mean again, that's Joe Bruce. So like you gotta figure that's how the album is gonna be, but I just because I remember listening to uh it was always a song that I liked whenever I was uh dating somebody, and this was many years ago. But uh always yeah. is like come on, that's Literally, the fact that that is not fucking huge on TikTok right now is wild to me. Like, the fact that people don't know about that, about Zug Island really at all, is, and especially, because 
I never heard Zog Island being part of no fucking drama or beef, and they certainly never been fucking signed to uh, Magic Ninja. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, where did Mike P go? Where did Sin go? And who else was even in the band? Mm-hmm. I never knew. <laughs> I have no idea. Literally no Mike idea. Mike P's probably like an engineer somewhere, and Sin's probably in a bar somewhere. I'm just assuming. Maybe. Well, maybe he found possible. Jesus. Fat Jesus? He says it. Maybe he found Jesus. Found Jesus. Now he's fat Jesus. He, he could be, he could be <laughs> portraying a fat Jesus. You never know. He kind of had the look a little bit. I'll still never forget, and I know I said this once before, but on the fucking purple show where he just gets right up close to the camera, he's like, see that right here? Language. And there's fucking nothing on his face. He's just like, <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? Oh, I'd Lord. love to hear, like, the real tell-alls from this, from, like, specifically this era, because, like, oh, yeah. Behind the Paint only documented, that was like, when they got to, you know, the, the, Shangri-La. The, this whole Shangri-La era, that was when they went to, and I saw it on TV, I seen Jay standing in the back there holding his beer like that at the uh, Billboard Music Awards. Yeah, exactly. And I, see the, I seen them on the fucking red carpet. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Which, that, that was so funny that... They just fucking had them in the back just chilling like <laughs> We need to spice the up the fucking hanging out? We need to spice up the guest list. Call ICP. Seriously. That's well no, but you wanna know what though? Here's the reality, and you remember from behind the paint. Fucking Shaggy was fucking rocking the uh, the Billboard Diamond Ring. You can only get that if you go platinum. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's one of these big things about ICP where I always, like, y'all can talk all the shit you want, but these guys were platinum in the fucking 90s. And that was, like... And, by the way, it's still hard to go platinum. But it's a lot easier to go platinum, especially with streaming, and especially if you can do it in certain ways where you, like, run the numbers up and shit. You know what I mean? No, like, right, yeah. Creating a cult following is more accessible than that ever could have been. Yeah. When they oh, yeah. when they created this fucking worldwide movement, there was you know little to no little to no infrastructure to really implement it. But they you know pulled every loose angle together. But like the fucking uh, this album, the the cry song, really just shows you how. Uh. Like, I have loved Lost Boys my entire life. You know what I mean? And then hearing that. Oh, them, is that? Oh, so that one was. That song's from Lost Boys. Oh, yeah, that's, 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 oh, from, no, fair enough. I actually that's from that. the motherfucking Lost Boys. I haven't dude. seen that movie in a long time. Yo, I obsessed over that movie as a kid. That's why I, like, the hair on my neck, dude, when they covered that song, I was like, you gotta be kidding me, dude. Yeah, that is pretty wild. Another bottle of Vicks 44. Here we go. <laughs> Sing to me, oh, Sin. Nah, and you want to know what, man? Sing he did. Like, so many, like, prison song, really? Again, like, just certain things about it, you know, I really... That song, to me, because I really think about it, you know, Jay came up with the ideas for all this. Like, uh, technically speaking, there wasn't that much guitar playing on prison song. Or in any case, it was mostly just him singing. And, like, that concept of just, like, a woman pushing you to the edge and then just being fucking done. And, like, the fucking... The... 
like, just, that is such a, because I certainly haven't gotten there, but the idea of just, like, being pushed so far to the edge where it's just, like, it, it was, I, I don't know, it was, it was crazy, but it really is a, uh, the, the whole album has this effect of being able to, like, just cut to the fucking core, like... You know what it makes me? What song I liked a lot, and I wish that we could find a middle ground of an approach to the subject is suicide. Because there was a time where suicide was viewed as a coward's choice. And it was not as big of an epidemic in that time. It was. Oh, uh, well, I'm okay, telling so you. I'm, not, well, no, I'm listen, telling bro, you, we could even remember, look it up. Yeah, like, but bro, don't, okay, and great, I did have a friend who killed himself then, in no, 2002. Listen, by the but, way, like, it's not to say that it was as bad as it is. But what I'm saying is, like, bro, I remember as a teenager. And so that is, let me just do the math here. Let's say 85 and 2000. So between 2000 and 2005, I don't you don't you fucking Adam's song and fucking uh, hold on with Good Charlotte, like there was all kinds of like it was absolutely on the rise, like it was it was definitely something that people were talking about. That's all I'm saying. But it was still viewed. I, you're right. So it's but I feel like those no, other there's still the, some people. By the way, and I just saw this recently. Of like some people still do feel that way, absolutely. That doing that, that suicide is a cowardly decision. However, you have to find the middle ground. That's why I started not, off by saying we have to find the middle ground. No, absolutely. Like, I don't believe that suicide is cowardly. I think that suicide is extremely inconsiderate. Yeah, that's yeah. There you go. You can't fucking deny that suicide is incredibly inconsiderate. Yeah, man. Because you're literally leaving your fucking mess to some for like everybody else, else has to fucking deal with. Exactly. That's not very nice. Yeah. So, you wouldn't do that typically to people. You wouldn't, you know, you don't fucking take a shit on the floor and, and then walk out. That is sometimes like people that don't was like. Mean. Some people, well, you know, no, I didn't mean his, to equate it to that. But. No, but like, yo, check it out. Um, negative things can be good. Yeah. Because then you're like, then you're like, oh shit, maybe that is a bad decision. Maybe I shouldn't kill. Not just be like ultimate like sympathy for that decision, because then that's gonna encourage the decision. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? We've tipped that point culturally totally, because you get. And I read recently because I've been reading up with my own problems. I've been reading up on psychology a lot, and it's been a psychological trend since the early 2000s where people either feign they don't even if they they, sometimes because people just like to mimic people a lot that's how that's how that's how you learn but then there's a there's like a there's a line you can cross and people a lot there's a lot of mimicry with like mental health symptoms and stuff because they know they will garner attention you know what i mean you do things that you've seen be effective yes and uh that like that's why at this time, like the the song, because I was feeling suicidal too, it was really like in your face, like, okay, bitch, like fucking, well, yeah, like, no, you know, that, okay, but it's so, all about killing. If you're gonna kill someone else, kill yourself. No, but, but that's like, it's not even that. But that's kind of the point. This is one of the things that I fucking love about this album because of how fucking back and forth it goes. Is you literally go from prison song to suicide. I'm pretty sure that's the order. I think it goes fire to suicide. 
I don't know. Uh, no, Fire is the first. There's the intro Fire prison song. And then I'm pretty sure it goes to suicide. Okay, I'll, sure. I'll trust you. I could be wrong. Well, no, you. I listen. Play. I listen to motherfucking well, no, play, downloaded. Just, well, I was gonna say, pull it up on the, uh, pull it up on Spotify real quick so you can check that. But one way or another, this is kind of the point though, is that you can do, not even just fire, or no, maybe it was Sunny Day into crime. Because by the way, Sunny Day was the other one that was they, they definitely were pushing as a single. Fly was went into suicide. Oh, wow. Isn't that uh, funny? Isn't that weird? That's funny. You fly into suicide. Fly into suicide. You wouldn't think <laughs> that's a good thing to fly into. <laughs> but, no, this is my point. That you can do a song like Sunny Day and then also do Suicide. This is the point. I or if not Sunny Day, but, like... I love whole... those representations of mental health, though, dude. Because it's well, no, not... But so, well, but, bro, Suicide, the whole idea of that track was killing yourself in front of your woman. Yeah. So that's again, it's further down this fucking theme on this album of Jay, the way that he interacts with women. And where it's like, I mean, I would assume anyway. Because again, it's called Crack Tiles. Fucking certainly, dude. It's I would called say. Crack Tiles. And when we know the story about that, you know, that involved girls. And so then, like, Sunny Day is. It's you that committed suicide. And then, like, before, like. Basically, oh, you're gonna go kill this bitch because you hate her so much? Why don't you just kill yourself? Yeah. Like, that's a better idea. Yeah. I love that, dude. And Sunny Day. I remember Wayne playing Sunny Day when we were on Five Hits of Acid oh, at shit. this motherfucking uh, hotel party at Juggalo Day in, like, January. And we were kicked out of, like, a couple different parties. Yeah. Big surprise. And then he's just playing it on his cell phone, like, I'll stand by. <laughs> we're just shivering in the Detroit wind. Oh my lord! I still—I'll never forget the story he told me, and maybe you were even there for this. Who knows? But he told me the story of when he was in Detroit for Hollow Wicked for uh, Devil's Night, and he seen a dude in a clown mask with two guns on his waist and two gas cans just walking down the street. Uh-huh. fucking do it and you know it's actually funny I was reading something the other day I don't know if they still do that in Detroit anymore I'm what Devil's sure. Night yeah I'm not sure if they do it anymore but it's crazy to think that that was 100% a real thing like they set fire to Detroit every year for a long time yeah that that's what the purge was, the, was about I'm pretty sure or wait no no, that was just the idea that I that I thought would have been better. I do. I nah, really think that would have been so much better. They could like, they could do a Halloween version, Purge Devil's no, Night. No, exactly. You know what I'm saying? Like do a fucking. Oh well, we decided to have the purge on Halloween this year because it's because <laughs> it's fun. You know, well, no, because everybody loves to dress up. Anyway, so like, why not? Like, we can go hard with it. Uh, that's awesome. Yo, you just laughed like Dracula. That was awesome. Uh, 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 oh no, but listen, bro, have you seen Dracula Flow? Uh, not the newest one. It is the funniest fucking thing I have ever seen, and I think my favorite part about it is knowing that it is Joji and his people 
that's where that shit comes from. Because Plum Core Records or Plum House, whatever it is, I yeah. can't remember exactly what it is. But I looked into it real quick, and I seen all the different shit, and it's like, yeah, no, that's Joji. Like, that's awesome. And Joji is, dude, it's kind of crazy to me where, like, you ever sometimes realize how there are certain things that are, like, worldwide phenomenons that you are just completely not a part of? Uh, many things. Like, not, and not even just the regular things. Like, Joji is something where, like, I'm familiar with him. I know his shit. But he has a song that I have never fucking heard before until I finally one day decided to listen to it, and I didn't even really love it. And it has a billion streams. Yeah. That's fucking crazy. Like, if you look at the videos online for his fucking tours and shit, like... They spent a fucking hundred to five hundred thousand dollars on that fucking stage setup easily. Like, it's wild to me. And then you listen to some fucking Dracula flow shit where he's talking about fucking Oh my lord, he said, the first time that I smoked a rust, I started coughing so fucking hard that I, I he said that I passed out and then shat myself in front of the gang. There was scat all over the pounds we shipped out for the next 30 business days. Uh, Traveled the sands of the Sahara 40 days and 40 nights with nothing but a pack of Newports and a fifth of Henny. I really do this shit. Uh, it, bro, I, it's literally whoever came up with it. And it actually kind of makes me sad because they talk about perks and fentanyl and shit. Because then it's like, oh, all right, they're like, they're getting it like that, like that. It's like, all right, but I think they're just trying to be funny. I don't think they're being serious. I would hope, well, but so all. I would hope not. But there's also judging like the person who whether showed... or not they're doing them. It's just that they're pointing out the fact that this is what because there's another one. All of the was... opiates are in the zeitgeist for the yeah. past twenty years. So well, like, yeah, but they're like, especially... but not in a well. Yeah, but here's the thing: opioids, very, very, very few acts and people can get away with using that shit openly and not being vilified, especially now. Holy shit. We're in the middle of, middle of an opioid crisis where the shit is literally killing half the nation. Yeah, but what about, and, like, all the, like, the little sands and don't, yeah, like, Yeah, but no, those, but that's kind of my point. Isn't there, like, a whole giant subsection of rappers that it's all a, well, openly... It's like, so, yes, it is, but a lot of that is vilified by the grander culture. The problem is these guys make money because people want to live in that, like, surrealist escapist world where listen I feel like I've said this before and maybe I haven't but doesn't it feel relevant that like the most popular fucking drug on the planet is a drug that technically as far as I know whether or not it was developed this way but I know from a mild amount of experience like Xanax wasn't Xanax made for like spur of the moment you're having a panic attack take this to calm down right now yeah is it any fucking wonder that that's the drug that everybody wants to take? You know what I'm saying? Like, well, it's also, I think that it's that speaks also, to, it's I, I, also, it's also I assume easiest, it's disassociative. Um, it's also, Max, the most easily accessible. They, I don't they know give, if that's true. I think tighten, a lot of the shit is they're fucking... They're tightening up on it, thank Christ, but, like, they, it's well, very... Well, yeah, but it's out of the you know, street, too. You know, that's the problem where a lot of the shit's pressed with fentanyl. It's all, yeah, pressed pills and stuff. That's why I'm so glad oh. I don't fucking do pills, like, Right, yeah. Well, that it could be, bears. you know, they, if you're into cocaine, too, you have to stay away from that. There's been a lot no. of people who fucking died from coke and fentanyl, too, you know, which is insane, and that's why 
I just generally don't like the drug anymore, but like, I remember years ago when that started happening, and it blew my mind, because the polar opposite of what you're looking for in the drug, you know what I mean, like, when you sniff a bad coke, you're not looking to uh, go to bed, you know what I mean, yeah, like, fucking, typically, so it just seemed uh, like, it seemed like, that is the desired effect. Yeah, so I don't understand if it's like just like this hee 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 will make people overdose. Oh no, or if it's, oh, like no, a, listen, it's probably no. like a bait no. and switch. So then no. you, you oh, add. So, oh, I'm sorry. Did you not no And respectfully, did you not know how that happens typically? Or the reason why that happens? Because it's around other drugs. No, it's cross like, contamination. Yeah. They just don't take off their gloves. Ah, okay, yeah. They'll be bagging up the dope, and they'll be cutting the heroin with the fentanyl, or just bagging up fentanyl because some people just take that shit straight, and. Then they just use the same gloves, and then they're bagging it up with the coke. Yeah, it's all in the same in the same space, and then that's why it's showing up on weed. It's showing up on fucking everything. Yeah. But though, here's the thing. That's one of the funny things about Juggalos, though. I gotta tell you, is that most Juggalos, even the ones that are selling shit, are the ones that do the drugs typically. So I can't remember exactly which organization it was. We've talked about this, I'm pretty sure, but that they've gone to all these different festivals and the Gathering of the Juggalos, like, except for, I guess, last year, has the cleanest drugs in most cases. Right. Now, again, this last year, this kid, unfortunately, uh, as far as I know, a kid named Juggalo Jesus overdosed and died. But I also, and this is purely speculation, so please don't crucify me for this if I'm wrong, but I heard that he was... Um, trying to acquire Percocet, which is understandable, quite frankly, if that's what you do, especially if you ended up getting it from being fucking injured, getting prescribed, and then fucking, oh, what am I going to do? Which, that's the story for way too many people. So, I don't know what his specific situation was, but if you happen to go for opiates already anyway, the likelihood of fentanyl showing up, I think, is a lot fucking higher. Yeah. You know what I mean? I can remember a time when fentanyl was, like, super fringe. Like, it was a thing that really didn't show up that often. And, bro, I remember hearing about fentanyl being used in Arizona, that they were going to start using it as the fucking death penalty because it was way more effective. Yeah. Could you imagine? I almost think you want to know what's fucked up. I think that one of the reasons they probably don't want to do it is because Everyone they don't want... want exactly. They don't want people committing death penalty-worthy uh, crimes just to get the fucking ultimate ride out. Uh, like... <laughs> This world's fucking Oh, bro, trash. the whole thing, bro, it's, uh, it's, it's, the fucking simulation is broken. We crashed so long ago. Yeah. Like, there's all these different things that I notice all the time where, like, you know, money is bandwidth, basically. Money is, because don't you notice how the people that don't have any money, they never see anything different other than all the shit that they already, already, always see? Except for very, very, very specific things based on their connections of, like... Some people, a lot of people, maybe even the majority of people, will go the majority of their life without ever seeing another state or even maybe, let's say, another town. Like, a lot of the world is like that. And just, like, that fucking, I don't know, that that is crazy to me, and I don't know how we got here from Zug Island, but... Um, I'm curious to have you complete the thought. <laughs> where did I start? You said money is bandwidth. Oh, well, yeah, because we live in a simulation. And the more money you have, the more you can do and see and experience and whatever. And I just feel like that's one of these kinds of things. where, Because, I mean, think about it. With the internet, you can see pictures of it now, so that's pretty awesome. 
but like without money you don't get to see the rest of the world you don't get to see the re- you know the the inner workings of anything you don't really get to I don't know again it's just the this is my uh, simulation theory money is bandwidth and the more money you have the more you are able to it's maybe not a complete thought and now that I'm saying it out loud in front of somebody uh, I don't know that it has the legs that I thought it did but um, no I do to a certain extent anyway still kind of believe it but one way or another I my thing is I've noticed that for like at least in my case so much of my life for the past let's say has all been within a circle of between Worcester and Boston, basically. And in before that, it was basically, like, and again, it was because I moved around different places. My parents essentially sent me places where they moved shit. But outside of that, like, that's what I'm saying. You, you fucking, without, money gives you the ability to see all the different shit. Right. That's why if we're living in a simulation, money would basically become bandwidth. Which that would that is a shame. People are just fucking hoarding bandwidth. Do you wanna know what though? To totally shift the fucking conversation. I would say that this like, weed was fucking really good. Yeah, you cooked. I would say that like the capacity for thought would be the bandwidth because then you could acquire money or get the skill, then see the world. Yeah, well, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, because there's people who but... come from complete remote areas who have zero money, but then are you know through ingenuity or whatever, like yeah, you know, you make it out I of guess... their circumstance or whatever. There is so oh no, and by the way, I agree to a certain extent, but I think that once they utilize their uh, programming, because again, we're talking about bandwidth here, once they utilize that, you still need to end up acquiring the money to be able to do the things. So it depends. Yeah, right. It depends on what change you're trying to affect in what space, because some people uh, can hold. True. Some people can hold like major influence, and they don't necessarily have like the wealth behind it. But then they, you know, have like power in a different way. I so do want to also... say, for the fact that songs like uh, "Fly Away" and "The River" are on Zog Island, uh, cracked out, I feel like this uh, Stony conversation. It's a hella fucking psychedelic album. No, dude. for sure, that's what and I'm saying. Dreams, dreams is what has gotten me through a lot. Like not that song specifically, but the concept of it. You know, like you all like just reaching for more than you have. In so like, I'm trying you know, to remember how that one sounded. It's like clouds are enormous, but they all uh, have a top. It's up with someone with a dream to come and reach them. Yo, that's that is like that got me and has gotten me through. No, and still a lot. No, and I this have is, a lot of dreams. You know? Yeah, bro, that's what I'm saying. Like I uh, genuinely, Crack Kyle's is gonna go back into my regular rotation um, after listening to it again. And you wanna know what it sucks? Because I just couldn't remember the name of the song. But no, that is absolutely one of the best uh, 
one of the best songs I can have. Clouds are enormous, but they all have a top. No, it's uh, mountains are enormous. Oh, my bad. I said clouds. <laughs> well, clouds are enormous, but they do all have <laughs> they a top. They do have a top. Except to someone with a dream to come and reach them. Yeah. Airplanes, no. motherfucker. That was a but, thing. But, uh, yeah, so good, man. No, that album is everything about it except for simplicity. I just... I... Yeah, I feel like the album it felt was so fucking I feel like forced. listening to what I had, which was like, you know, eight out of the twelve tracks or whatever it is, I had like more of like a complete vision of what I got out of the album anyway, so right. those are the songs I just naturally gravitated towards. No, for sure. The ones that I didn't like have growing up, The River and uh, Prison Song and those ones are good, but like a, a couple of the other ones, it's not. They don't resonate nearly as much as me as like Fly and Dreams oh, and no, Cry I can, I can and Fucking Suicide sure. and Fire. You know, I always wondered with Fire. fire I always wondered, did they speed up Jay's vocals? Yeah, okay, listen. Because he nailed it, listen, dude. Okay, so no, listen. Respectfully, because I don't know if he's ever claimed that he did that. But it's pretty. Pretty obvious. I don't think that he. Right, here's the thing. First of all, if he did it, he did that speed. He did it in multiple takes. That goes by. Yeah. Second of all, no. <laughs> There's just. I'm sorry. I do not believe that he did that without slowing it down. Yeah. And I don't think there's anything wrong with it's that. It's so flawless. Because he was doing dude. it, that he was trying to do a specific thing. Yeah, and he nailed it. He and I dig it. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Jay doesn't need to be a fucking chopper rapper. Yeah. That's what that basically is. Definitely. And because I was literally thinking of that when I was listening to the song today. I was like, it, could you imagine if they even fucking, if someone even asked him to do that song live? <laughs> that shit never happened. <laughs> I, I literally, I want to see anybody. Anybody. I want to see anybody. Try to do it right shit. now. Fuck you. I don't even know the actual <laughs> words. I remember hearing all you Buddha talk to play for that. I, I, I can't see? remember. Yeah. See? <laughs> do it half speed if you know it. I remember hearing all you voodoo doctors. Praying for thunder? I don't know. I <laughs> Man, I thought you were going to keep going. I, know, I, know. Dope. I can't remember. Fuck, man. Yo, but it's, uh, it, that, that's the bang up right there. No, now. well, listen, I, I I was saying there were two, two significant <laughs> Zug Island experiences. That was what I was saying. Uh, one of them being uh, hearing prison song on the internet. And then the other one was seeing Zog Island perform at the gathering. It was either 2003 or 2004, I can't remember. And seeing Sin climb up the fucking the the, the light the light fixtures or whatever the fuck they're called, the you know, crossbars right. at every concert. And he climbed up there and they did fire. And I was like, how the fuck don't I know about you? Uh-huh. And then I I got crack tiles after that. It was a fucking rap. You know how I first got, like, um, told, like, I should download it was, uh, Dank in high school. I could see that. I could see that being a thing. Because we were just, like, hallway Juggalo friends, and he was in the Met Ninjas, like, Juggalo crew, and, uh, he wanted my Hot Topic fucking Riddlebox shirt. It, like, 
which at the time when the hot topic shit first came out it was kind of fresh you know what i mean because you could only get like the get hatchet gear you know what i mean like and and then all of a sudden there was an and then a lot of people like old school heads hated that shit but like i didn't care and i remember fucking (laughs) uh wearing yeah but you want to know what man old school heads hated everything yeah i quite frankly the amount of fucking when i and then i got real respect when i when i'd walk around them and wear that shit and they'd be like man i'd be like fuck you dude you know like that always to me has been i'm a juggalo rapper like that's always been to me the most juggalo shit is to just do what the fuck you want to do, and if somebody looks at you like, oh, what's that? Like, yeah, suck a fucking dick. Yeah. I'm gonna do what I'm gonna do. Yeah. You do, you you have fun doing what you're doing. I'll be fine. But I remember he was trying to trade me a Zug Island shirt or CD for. Bro, I remember for, for whatever reason my, back in my the day. T-shirt. And I was like, yeah, no, the thanks. jankiest ninjas were always the ones wearing fucking Zug Island shirts. <laughs> I think they had it on discount on yeah, fucking hatchet yeah, gear. I think you might be right. So it's like a way to wear hatchet gear when you can't really afford it, you know. Especially uh, Zug Islanders where he picked up Roxy Carroll, man. You don't need that. Oh, Bro, I remember this one time. I was in high school and I was in a fight with a girl that I was dating. And so... Called her Roxy Carroll and broke her heart. No, but in the midst of us fighting... I played that, not like fighting, fighting like verbally in the middle of the fight, but we were like, it was like, you know, the uncomfortable silence, and I turned on fucking uh, Toxic Love, and it's like, this is a tale of misplaced love, and man, looking for that misplaced love in all the wrong places, I don't know, quite frankly, that might have, because we broke up not long after that, so that definitely might have been what really happened was, and I do feel bad about it now looking back, but she was like fucking with me about passing the blunt, and I kind of like grabbed her hand to try to get her away from her, and then she got very upset about that. And then that was done, and she was done with me, and that was it. And it was a shame. But with that said, I also, now that I'm thinking back to that, I, I think that the world was just generally during that era of the world more positive on 16 year old fucking because and even not 16 year olds but just teenagers because I'm thinking back now and the amount of times that I was able to spend the night unsupervised with the girl that I was dating through high school is like who the fuck? I, and this is one of these things where, again, I guess the sensibilities have changed because the fact that this was all parent-sanctioned. Yeah. Like, my girlfriend had stayed at my house. I would stay at her house. Like, Well, I mean, the kids, fucking, the, well, yeah, the kids are going to fuck. At 16, 17 years old, though, parent-sanctioned fucking, like, that seems ill-advised. What's the alternative is uh, getting arrested for uh, you know, you know, uh, like indecent exposure. If if the cops want to be dicks about it, I mean, that's what yeah, can happen. Well, you know, they if they want to throw the book at you, then you could 
generally when no, cops find the no, apocalypse, they're not gonna, but, and I, it I think it's sanctioned, you know, you can sneak it during sanctioned events like a fucking American. Right. I think that it's also the, and I'm not advocating it, it's just that I lived in a white trash kind of household where, like, my pet, my brother had his girlfriend over there, they were fucking, my homie Paco, he got kicked out of his house for fucking in his house. So oh, he wow. came to live at my house. I love how that, you know I love how that story tied up. That's why I'm trying to give you some examples. Like, I think it. what happens is, like, literally people... Is that a better alternative? You literally eject your child from your home because, well, okay, like, because you fucked in no. it. Exactly. So, like, I think there has to be this, and I'm not this. Why I'm not a fucking parent at all. I'm a cool uncle. That's it. You know. But fucking, uh, I think I think that there has so there has to be some middle ground though, because yeah. like you know that you don't want like. That's when, I don't know. I don't know. You know, like, and because also in my house, you know, kids were smoking weed and drinking, and there's always a house where that's going to happen inevitably because some adult. No, that is one of the, and listen, that is one of the. It'll never change. That is definitely one of those things where I was talking to my son about this actually. That growing up, and I feel like that it was a much more, it was easier to be this way back then because social media. Fuck no. So... And especially houses where, like, that, like, general... Where kids could get away with murder. They would be, like, tasks, like, cleaning the yard or, like, whatever. Where it seemed, like, on the surface, like, why these... And it, it wasn't nefarious. I'm just saying that, like, parents thought about, like, laying stories for, like... Yeah, the kids can sleep over here. I got the space. I'll put them to work, you know? Like, all... You know what I mean? Like, fucking... Well, so that... And I that's mean, if that's... If, if, if that's an arrangement between friends... Yeah. I don't... I think I it's... Never just, knew I, of, think... I never knew of any pe- any older people that were like, oh, yeah, the kids can stay at my house if they clean the yard. I don't think I ever... It wasn't like that. It was said... It was just like, we'll put them to work. You know what I mean? And then they know that we're, like, in the other room getting fucked up. And it's like a don't ask, don't tell... So then when they wake us up at 6 o'clock, not 6 o'clock, but like 9 o'clock in the morning, like go out and fucking clean the out or whatever, we don't really complain because they weren't talking about us like smoking weed the night before. You know what I'm saying? And there was all... funny looking back where smoking weed is really so relatively tame. Yeah. Compared to everything else. Because bro, I'll tell you right now, I there it's not like it doesn't have to take a toll and they, you know, there's all kinds of shit they say about daily marijuana. I think it depends. I'd be curious how physically active all those people are. Right. And how much they work out. It's definitely the most benign substance, but it can be not good for some people. Oh, I've, for sure. I've smoked weed with a lot of people in my life. I've, pr- I've, I've not so. I've, it's literally my my business. It's yeah. Not not my business, but a big part yeah, of my I life. Mean, and I like I like it's my employment. It's my job. Like and I like turning people on to weed. But I would be literally um, just uh, delusional. Like, if I didn't, if I, there was two people I've seen have crazy bad reactions to it. And I mean, like, vomiting, alcohol poisoning symptoms. That happened to me once. That happens. And to deny that, that's denying reality. It's a substance, a psychoactive substance. To be honest, though, when it happened, anytime that it's ever happened that I can recall, uh, 
sick. Uh, I smoked one. I think that's the tobacco, obviously. Where, where I see it happen is um, uh, uh, a gravity bong and then a joint. Okay. Um, the gravity bong, my homie ended up smoking later on in life. I think it's just because we were teenagers. And gravity he got a, bongs are also kind of like... And because at first I thought it was just like... Point, really. uh, to get fucking lifted, dude. That's why. I, I don't smoke gravity bongs anymore, but like when I was, I was a say, kid, they I... Have the, you have they have glass ones yeah, now. Flip it over yeah. and that's one thing that I love about stoners. They have a certain amount of ingenuity. Are you kidding me? Like, all the dab technology. The people who yeah, put that shit together. Crazy. You have molecular infusion scientists putting your edibles together, and you have people with engineering degrees making your dabs. You know what I mean? Like, there's, then there's idiots like me just selling it, you know, or growing it like I did for a while. Which took a little more of, you know, thought. But, like... Yeah, well, how I that... I really need to fucking grow some weed next year. Yeah, I'll do I, it with you. I don't no, care. No, yeah. I really... No, and you want to know what? I really would like to just because I know that I there are people I've seen around that do, and it's like we have the space for sure to make even just a couple and, like, I've always been curious about it because it's legal in this state. You told me, I don't know how many plants it is. But you told you me could have 12 right. plants. No shit. Yeah, because you have more than one adult living in your house. Yeah. So you could have 12 plants. Word life. Yeah. Well, because and, and, I also, I don't know exactly how it works, but I know that uh, plants, that like that when you, one plant should be able to yield like what? few ounces, right? Like, I've never done it before, so I don't... Oh, yeah. I mean, if you do it right, you can have fucking, like, a, like a quarter pound up to, like, fucking eight ounces, you know? Outdoors, it depends on, like, if I come over and we can, like, really plant work them, you can make them, like, because that's the cool thing about outdoors, you can do crazy plant work and make them, like, bushes, you know? It's not like indoors where there's only so much space and you do plant. See, that I am interested. I have seen some stuff like that where you make them fucking like yeah you just keep on what you do does is that just count as one plant <laughs> that's what, fuck yeah that's why you do the plant work like that oh, you know that sounds dude like it's so easy idea. too that's what I, I used to love growing weed man i did that was when i was in veg that was one of my favorite things to do is to shape the plant no that was like, bad bro not for nothing i my mom would probably be super into that too because she's into gardening and just she knows plants so the idea of a marijuana plant that seems like a good bombing experience fuck yeah think that's a joke hell yeah but um yeah we'll get the garden going we'll listen to crack tiles well, and, and you want to know what because Zug Island fucking sin was smoking all the weed in the fucking world holy shit but no and you want to know what we can keep this one relatively short because you know not even that many people I think juggalos in general like nowadays like OGs know about Zug Island you know what I mean right so I don't think we gotta go crazy on this one no, no, an hour and five minutes is a solid episode. I agree. And uh, just because we've always been bringing it up at the end of the episode, so it's ingrained in my brain, I'm going to say it, is uh, don't forget to check out uh, terminal-wellness.com, yeah. where uh, they're still making and doing some dope stuff, going to uh, make a, uh, you know, make a monetary or Bitcoin donation. Yeah, we don't have anything right now, and that's the thing that I've been on the fence with about 
Um, but yeah, we'll have another Indiegogo soon, or just a straight up Venmo yeah. um, that you can send money to, because we're still in development right now. But we are about to ink a deal with a line producer, which gets us that much closer to pitching. So anybody who has taken the time to uh, check out the commercial, I really do, or check out the website, I really do appreciate yeah, that. And if you haven't oh, yet, yeah. don't be a bitch ass. Go don't to fucking www.terminal-wellness.com. Call the number. Leave a message. And after you leave that message, I want you to scoop that loop. Fold the flop. And we will catch you next week, motherfuckers. Oh shit, that's a throwback. Huh?